everybody welcome back um we're here we're excited ken and i have been on a journey of taking different classes as we usually do we always were lifelong learners and proud of it and some themes that have been arising that we wanted to bring to you guys i'm just going to get right into it is the divine feminine versus the divine masculine now if you took our course last year this is something that we did uh devote a month to because we think it's really important especially since a ton of our friends and a ton of the people that we know operate their own freelance business or they are in connection with a lot of different people communities networks and that can tend to fall under a category in which it has been illuminating for me and ken so We're excited to bring you guys stuff that we've learned. We have sort of put together a mishmash of things that we have taken away from recent classes we've taken. And uh, we decided to come on mic because things kept overarching themes, kept arising, even though we were taking several different classes. So that's always like a ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. We're picking up on something in the metronome here. The ether. yeah, yeah, the ether, and we're bringing it. So Ken is going to give us a little more about what we're talking about. Because if you're like, what are you even saying? Divine feminine, divine masculine, I don't know. We're here to help you out. Yeah, so uh, I'll start by saying that every person, you know, no matter how you identify, has both feminine and masculine qualities. And so it's kind of finding what balance of that feels good for you in your body. Um, But I think that's something that was interesting to us as we were learning about the divine feminine and the divine masculine was when you are out of alignment and you don't even know you're out of alignment um, by embodying a uh, position that doesn't feel good for you. Like if you're embodying the the masculine, um, in a way that isn't serving you or embodying the wounded feminine in a way that doesn't serve you. So I think that this is just a way of like, kind of taking into account what is going on in your life and seeing, Oh, okay. That pings off to me. I need to look at that or I've got this unlock or whatever, but we're going to start with the divine feminine qualities. And this is when a woman is fully embodied in her feminine spirit and um, when that is expressed in a, in a healthy healing way. Um, But I thought that these were just like so yummy to even read over. So one of them is action is oriented to the experience of joy versus outcome. So distinctly feminine is that you find joy in the journey of doing something versus having this thing you have to hit. So the divine feminine is very flexible 
and seeing everything as being for their highest good. Um, so even when things are hard or things go out of plan or whatever, kind of having this understanding that I can be flexible because this is all for my greatest good. They're open and vulnerable. Um, they trust their intuition over their mind. So something that is distinctly masculine is that they're, they're the head and the divine feminine is the heart. And so when you are in a healthy expression of femininity, it's, it's going away from the details of things and into the heart space, which includes trusting your intuition over your mind into the feeling versus the rationale of something. They have strong boundaries and Strong boundaries doesn't mean, oh, I'm telling everyone here are my boundaries and don't cross them and you know, whatever, but strong boundaries in the energetic sense of how I live and what I allow is an unspoken energy of what I accept and what I'll interact with. Um, they're soft and kind, but not nice. So that was an interesting distinction being kind, not nice, because kind is a compassionate stance. Being nice goes into people pleasing. Mm -hmm. And the divine feminine is just kind while being able to hold boundaries for herself in a way that doesn't hurt herself to please someone else. They're grounded. Uh, it's the relaxing of the mind and moving into the heart. Uh, I loved this one. Something that is distinctly feminine is enjoying pleasure and seeking it, letting pleasure be your true North. Um, and that doesn't mean like, oh, okay. Like, you know, these big grand thing, it's just like, do, do I want to cook? And does that bring me pleasure? How do I, br how do I bring pleasure into the things that I'm doing? How can I move in a way that is pleasurable and not punishing? How can I have a, uh, I don't know, an environment in my home that feels pleasurable. It's just seeking pleasure, being fully present, which is the key to manifesting. So just truly being in the moment, um, the masculine is a lot more forward thinking. Um, and that's what we can kind of like phase into, but something that is so beautifully feminine is being right here and right now, which is trusting the universe and trusting the universe being grateful for what you have is the key to manifesting. Um, and that's why females are typically so much more powerful at manifesting is because of this divine feminine quality of being able to be in the present instead of future tripping, which listen, we all future trip, but you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, easily celebrates others. Um, understand. So easily celebrating others is this idea of abundance that like, there is no limit. Like what happens for her happens for me. What I want for me, I want for her um, or him. But to be jealous of someone else's success is to embrace an energy of scarcity. It's saying that like, there's not enough to go around. If they have it, I won't have it. Um, and so easily celebrating others is inviting that energy into yourself. And the last one, I mean, there's lots of these, but I just put for notes, but, uh, asks for what she needs. Yeah. I have, that and on my list. I have that on my list too. Cause I like that one tied to the boundaries because 
um, and the kind, but not nice. Like you can ask for what you need and remain having a boundary with yourself or, and with others. And then another part of the divine feminine that I really like is like, sometimes boundaries don't need to be spoken. There's this right. like head on way of looking at boundaries. When you think about how therapy has made its way into our culture and millennial parenting, which I love, but also it, it, there's sometimes one way of looking at it where it's like a boundary has to be expressed to that person right now and handling it head on. And you can just have that with yourself and know that you will disengage if it crosses it, but it doesn't have to be this big spectacle. Cause I think that that can be almost like headed into wounded masculine. So this idea of asking yes, for what yes. you need, yeah. Asking for what you need and having your boundaries, whether you communicate them or not. And um, Angela said something yesterday that I, I literally wrote down because it was like, this is the truth. Ooh. We were talking about something and she was like, listen, we've evolved past the mind reading game. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was just this idea of like, okay, I can't expect other people to know my needs without me expressing them. Um, and so that's the divine feminine just says, Hey, here's what I need. Um, and then it's out of your hands. What other people do with it, but it's not, um, the wounded feminine is someone who's like, I expect this. I've never expressed it. And now I'm resentful. Yes. And so the divine well, is just being like, Hey, I need some help with this. Do you mind? I think wounded feminine also is feeling um, responsible for others, reactions, emotions, et cetera, yes. et cetera. So with that mind reading aspect, if you are putting yourself in a position where you feel pressure to read your partner's mind, your boss's mind and feeling like there, you know, something's wrong, but you're just sort of like, how can I support you? Everyone is in charge of their own needs to be expressed and to, uh, to speak up for themselves. And that has given me a lot of freedom to be like, they will say when they're ready or if it, if we're, or if they're not, and they're not going to address it, but it's not on me to be sitting in the wings, waiting, waiting and expect like feeling that feeling of like, oh, I can tell they're distant. Why are they distant? And like ruminating on that. We have evolved past mind reading. We will not mind read for other people. We don't expect other people to mind read for us. Yes. And I think that the beautiful thing about this is when you can embody these different things, it allows that to come out in others. Like it, whatever you feed will grow. So it's like, if you are expecting, you know, people to read your mind, it's like, they're going to start doing that to you. Like the more that you can set your own energetic, um, dealings as being healthy, like it allows other people to kind of like jump on board with that. So it's like a double, a double yes. Um, some of the qualities of a wounded, of wounded femininity is, uh, constantly seeks external validation, scared of being abandoned, critical of loved ones, insecure, feels that they're the victim, extreme neediness, desperate for love, easily influenced, oversharing, codependent, tired, and over-apologetic. It's also when you start feeling like you are unseen, if you are invisible, um, that is a sign you're going into your wounded feminine and also chasing versus receiving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I loved all of that because it, it really helps. Like when you see it written down, sometimes I won't even know, oh, I've now phased into my wounded feminine. I didn't even know. Right. And it so feels, it's like a good like bumper on the, on the lane. 
it feels so abstract when we talk about this embodiment, especially because we're trying to devoid of gender. When we talk about feminine and masculine energy, we're just talking with the embodiment of, as yes. Kendall said, we have both. So sometimes though, that can feel really like abstract and can, and, and need some context in our life. So when you write down these things of like, here is what it feels like to be in the wounded feminine, it can spark some stuff up like, oh, yep. I'm doing that this week. <laughs> like it can kind yeah. of help you ground yourself to what we're looking for, for these different things. The good news about all of this is there is ways we can heal it and work on it. And it's a practice for a reason. So if you're coming over here feeling like called out, so were we <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> this, this explains a lot um, because we were going to get into the masculine side of it too. There's always tools to help heal and to focus and just recenter on gut checking it. Yeah. And honestly, like the more when we'll get into the masculine, like she said, but when I read the embodied nature of both masculine and feminine, it like opens my heart. I'm just like, oh, that feels so good. Like I love being a female. I love being married to a male. And I love when we can actually embody um, the essence of those roles in a way that's healthy because it works so much better than me like phasing into my masculine and trying to control things you know so so for the masculine it the divine masculine is logical it creates safety um it's also present so present in a different way present in executing uh versus receiving so a big thing with one of the classes I took, I loved this, but it was saying how it wasn't a biblical, it wasn't a, a religious class, but it did talk about the Bible. Women were created essentially as like the receivers. Like that's why our intuition is so high is that we are here to receive and men are there to implement. And so if we don't have each other, the men need the females to be like, okay, what are you receiving so that I can take this divine information and execute it? And I loved that balance of needing each other for the end goal. And you can't meet, meet the end goal unless both of those parts are present. Um, and so the masculine is a lot of implementing a lot of safety, um, and, the wounded masculine needs to be right, needs to win, uh, becomes distant and cold if something doesn't go their way, critical, stuck in the mind, defensive, chasing the next best thing, the energy of you need to change something for me to love you. Mm -hmm. And control and domination, I think a lot, like yes, icing others out. The looping is huge for wounded masculine, like stuck in your mind, just stuck on a loop, on a repeat. And we were talking, Angela and I were just kind of grazing over this idea yesterday. And it was like, it really is crazy how often, because we live in a kind of a male dominated structure, how often we can actually be like, oh, I'm so proud of myself when you start embodying masculine qualities. Like you're like, I was so strong or I like thought through all of this or I like really pushed this to the next level and like all this stuff. And you're wondering why you feel so burnt out and tired. Yeah. And you're like, that's not actually meant for me. Like, yeah, it's Productive. okay if that yeah. feels good to you. But if your body is starting to tell you this doesn't feel good, then it's yeah. like not for you, you know? 
Yeah. Productive is a huge trigger word for me because I notice that days where I feel productive, I'm like muscling it and I am handling it all for my family, for my friends, for my business. And there's a lot of muscle going into it instead of flow. When I think of feminine, I think of fluid, water, yin, cold. And when I think of being in my masculine in the healing sense or in the wounded sense, I think of like hot, rigid, driven by numbers. Like it can be kind of void of a lot of the things that fuel me. And then like Kendall said, we like sit at the end of the day and we're like, hmm, I wonder why we're so tired. Because often, <laughs> often it can feel disguised as being a good partner, being a great mm-hmm. employee, being a great mother. And so it can be convoluted when you're like, wow, I was so productive today. I like handled all of my kids' closets and I uh, was, I did this grocery stuff. And then I also, you know, me and Nick have employees. So that can be really masculine for me. It, there's, there's a lot of it, owning your own business, a place that our masculine can kind of come out in a way that at first glance makes us proud. We're like, look at all that we have created. And like, but it gets into that like outcome focus instead of the journey of getting mm-hmm. there and the play, we lose the play a the lot. The play and the pleasure. Yeah. And yeah. something that I like wrote down from one of the classes was divine feminine energy is profoundly healing, connecting and receptive. And I think that that is so beautiful about that energy is that we can take, you know, these masculine qualities and feminine qualities, because we're not saying don't have any masculine qualities, like we've got to get stuff done, we're going to, you know, but inviting an energy into the same things you're already doing instead of muscling through the day, being flexible, saying like, okay, well, it went off to the left, but I'm not muscling it back. It's just like, okay, this is what we're doing today. Or having a sense of play in the things that you are creating. Like with this podcast, we're like, okay, we used to take it so much more serious. We take it serious, but I'm saying like, No, we did. We were taking it too serious. And it makes it so much more fun and less rigid than this, like, here's the schedule. We need to get on at this time. This is what we need to talk about this, you know, and so it's, we're doing the same exact activity, but we're doing it in more of a feminine flow versus a masculine rigidity, even though it's the same exact activity. That is a great example. I also want to share one that will kind of contextualize some of this too. So in my third trimester, I've been prioritizing rest, which is difficult for me. If there's anybody listening that is just used to being in motion and doesn't like to be slowed down, hi, it's me. Um, And so I feel you on that because it it feels so uncomfortable for me to lean into rest because of that magic word I was talking about doesn't feel productive. But with this third trimester, with the stuff I'm kind of looking up ahead, I know it's worth it to me to relax my body and just take this fleeting time in my life to be as going as easy as possible to, you know, bring life into my family. And so I know it's worth it. It's just been a hard challenge for me to just let things go and lean into taking a rest, going and getting a massage, all of those things because of a variety of reasons. But I wanted to share, I have been working on that for a couple of weeks and really taking it seriously, like not talking myself out of self-care, going and getting adjusted, taking naps, floating in my pool, all these things that are just lounging and resting, which is great for my blood pressure, which is a part of my journey. But anyways, all this is going on, right? Well, my husband and I still co-own the business 
And recently, as I've been leaning into rest, I did not even recognize the correlation. But recently, it feels like I've been getting a lot of pings for our family. Like it's like once I hit rest and was in my divine feminine and in my receptive mode of going slow and fluid, cooking really leisurely, like being really patient with self, having a lot of grace, all of those things, all of a sudden, moves started happening in my family that was like really moving the needle forward in my really fast in my marriage fast overnight I'm talking 12 hour turnaround of these like really really huge things coming up in my life that are that are going to change the way that we operate our business and so I can't help but realize that the timing of that is so coincidental because Nick was my husband was bringing me basically a accumulation of the last couple of weeks while I've been resting and sort of receiving and being open to messages coming in. Uh, he has been muscling and very much in his wounded masculine and feeling nervous about us getting, having a new baby and all these things. So we're kind of like not operating on the same playing field. But once he opened up to me, I was so able to see with clarity what our family needs and feel very like nurturing in my, in my advice or in my wisdom to share with him that then came true in 12 hours like it was like oh I recognized that Nick needed a mentor a mentor showed up the next day everything started coming true with me being in my healing feminine yes versus versus like what it makes me think of is if Nick had come to you and said oh I need you to like do all these numbers I need you to like muscle through all of this you wouldn't have even had time for the manifestations Yes, that you had you were actually more productive towards the company leaning into your feminine yes. than muscling and being quote unquote productive. Right. It's like my um, powerhouse, my powerhouse where I source my power was self-sourcing. So it was it had nothing to do with me gathering these different reports or like going outside of myself to help our business. It was all about like things that I was receiving within from being in my rest. And so it was a great <laughs> It was a great lesson, but also a great motivator to be like, this was what it, what, what, what it was intended to do was what happened, but also it feels so good. It feels right. If, if any of this is like, wow, okay, this week I'm going to take away just paying attention to when um, I'm attributing different things. It can help like move, move us forward when we feel sort of stuck especially in business in motherhood in parenthood in marriage yeah. in a friendship everywhere in work with employees everywhere so and i just and i want to say with this in no way are we saying like okay to be in your feminine is to take everything off your plate and just like let your life go sideways it's inviting the energy into the things that already exist so it is you know for angela it was like prioritizing this self care but she had to be in her feminine to receive it. Like you could be in your masculine by saying, okay, logically I need to do all of this for this earth. And I need to check X, Y, and Z, all these boxes, this has to happen. But she took a feminine approach to the same thing happening of being like, I'm going to receive the pleasure of this downtime in the office. Like you know, in the chiropractic office, I'm going to receive this massage. Mm -hmm. I'm going to receive the pleasure of this. Um, and not see it as just like tick, 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 tick. Okay. You know, I'm getting closer to this like end goal. And, um, and so I think even just the, okay, you've got to cook. 
well, how can you make this thing you're already doing more pleasurable? How can pleasure be your true north here? Can you pour yourself a glass of wine, put on some music or like listen to a podcast or can, when your kids come in, can you like dance with them for a second instead of just being like, I'm cooking, like I'm controlling. You know what I mean? It's like the masculine, like the way that like the wounded masculine comes for me is like thinking that like I have to have absolute control. And if something goes sideways, I'm like so annoyed. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm punishing myself, bro. Like, you know, where even if like Levi just like loves, it's like, oh, are you unavailable doing something? Like now is my time to like jump off the back of the couch. But the other day it was just like, duh, right? I really leaned into my feminine and I was like, Hey Levi, do you want to help me wash dishes? And instead of just being like, can you please get out of my face so I can like do this task that I don't want to be doing? I pulled up one of the bar stools, put them up there and we were just like singing and washing dishes together. It was the most pleasant thing. And it was just like, instead of muscling through this, it's like, okay, let's use this exact same time to connect, but come about it in this like divine feminine way of nurturing and being flexible and whatever. And I'm not saying this like, Oh, look at us. Like, no, we struggle with this all the time. It's just a way of when I keep this in mind, it helps me embrace the same exact activities, but in a way that's actually medicine to me and the people that I'm around, like, you know, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And it's a practice for a reason. As we say, like, as we learn more things about, the different energies, the implementation is going to be imperfect. It's not the example that I shared was like grandiose way, but even in the little ways of like washing dishes happily and singing and um, noticing when you're driving that you're making a fist that's, or like that you have tension in your jaw and just like giving into that moment. These things matter. They add up and it can be little ways of implementation too so I don't want I don't want anyone to walk away and just be like wow well if I don't have a catastrophic change to all of my businesses this was all (laughs) down the drain that's not what we're saying we're just you know giving you some food for thought something to chew on yeah and I like I personally love I never feel more safe in my feminine than when Clint is in his divine masculine Mm -hmm. and so I can't help but think how much safer he would feel if I'm in my divine feminine. Yeah. You know, if I feel so secure and safe when he is expressing the highest vibration of his essence, it makes me feel like, oh, like such at rest and so safe. And so it's like, I think that even being in the highest vibration, and again, this is flowing in it. It's not muscling. Like it doesn't make sense to implement any of this. If you're like muscling being in your divine feminine. Yeah. This is like inviting in the essence and like doing what feels good with in that, um, not adding it to your to-do list. Like this is not a self-help session of like what you're doing right and wrong. It's like how, like to me, this is just so exciting. Cause it's like, how can we invite more pleasure and play mm-hmm. and like intuition and a good time. How can I receive? This feels all very fun to me. And so I think that that's just a cool reminder. And, and like Angela said, we taught a whole month of this in our course and we still have to like regularly come back to this and sit in this energy and remember it. And so, um, we really hope that 
you know, you could take little nuggets, but just be like, okay, if this is on the top of our mind, then maybe this is on the top of other people's, or maybe it's something that you didn't even know you needed to hear, but yeah, it's just letting it all the breadcrumbs fall as they may and following them and going off of what just lights us up. Yeah. And so if anything that we've talked about just kind of makes you be like, Hmm, I am noticing this in the way that I live my life. Like, tell us, let us know how this has played out. Or if you're brand new to this and you're just like, I'm going to try to just be paying. I always think of the first step as like just paying more attention, just tuning in. Um, you don't even have to have any action. That's actually probably what I would recommend. Not, a- yeah. not acting, not acting, not muscling, not being like, all right, now I'm going to take all of this and X, Y, Z on how I implement. Just paying attention uh, could be a yeah. really helpful start. And very and letting exciting. this wash over you. Mm-hmm. And also you know? a reminder, it's not that serious. That's like, the it's not that serious. I always need it. It's like, it's not that serious. I catch myself being so serious about my life and that is like repel like repelling the joy and the play that we get from being in our divine feminine yeah like I when we're our own wet blanket like no no thanks like I don't want the wet blanket at the party like well am I the wet blanket at my own party like no thanks I'm here for one precious life like let's have fun and um, this is just a funny thing, but today, this this just happened today, but I was bleaching my comforter and I got some on my black leggings and I was like literally gritting my teeth. And I was like, Angela, can you relax? You've literally had these for five years and it's really not that serious. <laughs> like when I get like that, that's my cue of just being like, okay, it's actually close. Like, can you zoom out of this moment for a second? I'm not saying that like every time you ruin something, you're supposed to just be like, la vie. but I was just the way that I reacted with getting so wound up about a drop of bleach on these freaking airy leggings that were 20 bucks to begin with. It's like, Angela, let's hey, really remind this ourselves me? <laughs> to not this take it so serious. I was watching this uh, house tour of this woman who uh, converted a old church into her house. And so her living room is where the sanctuary was. And so it has the, it's really big and she has her furniture in the middle of it. And she was dating someone who was like, your this room is so big that you should get roller skates and like you should when your friends come over you should roller skate in a circle like in your living room and she was like that's brilliant and so they started rollerblading but the the flooring of it was like a soft pine it's the original floors of the church and so it dents and dings pretty easily and uh so when they started roller skating regularly it actually like did a ring into the floor and somebody said oh my gosh are you not worried about the floors like by roller skating and she was like can you imagine if we lived our our whole life that we would not let ourselves express joy because we didn't want to ruin floors yeah that's what I'm she was like is that is that our life is that our life that like the messing up floors is the thing that's going to keep us from joy I was like okay that I just feel like it's such a bigger statement for life like really I'm not gonna find joy because I spilled bleach on my leggings like that's the thing that's gonna like completely derail me from joy right what right that's the overarching theme that comes up a lot for me it's not that serious it's not that serious rollerblade in your living room it's not that serious bleach your leggings bleach your leggings (laughs) 
Burn oh, your bras. Burn your okay. bras. Free the nest. Um, anyways. Okay. Thanks for joining us if you did. Uh, and send it to someone that you think needs it. And we love you. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Thank you.